Hello, I'm Pete Toriello. And I'm Maureen Toriello. And it's time again for the Sonic Boomers. Program number 80, I think. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking this week about what was must-see TV in our families growing up as baby boomers. I remember a few years ago, whatever station it was. NBC. NBC had must-see TV. And Thursday it was, night. It was like Seinfeld and Friends and Frasier? Might have been Frasier. I forget, but, but, but it was like blockbusters hits that you everybody was tuned into and and one after the other after the other yeah, your, it really was night, must see tv your whole night revolved was, blocked, on, was blocked out shows. for these shows yeah so we got talking about our childhood and what what, what the grown-ups used to watch right i guess that's basically and we it, usually yeah. got sucked into it to <laughs> watching it with them well, i was sent to bed so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little different. What were your What were your family watching? X-rated movies or something that they sent no, you? To, they no, sent but, you to bed. But um, our, our experience is a little bit different because I there were very few shows that we watched either religiously and regularly. Yeah. And B that we all watched. Yeah, you know, there were certain things that my father liked. Some things that I don't remember my mother really watching it at all, and things that us kids would watch and. Sometimes they merged together and sometimes they didn't. Um, you know, we we didn't have a night where we were like, oh, I have to sit down and watch this show. Yeah. But you did. Sunday night, I can recall, there were two sh- three shows on Sunday evenings that if a TV was on in the Toriello house, this is what it was on. And in the early evening, it would be on Ted Max Amateur Hour, which was on Channel 2, it's on CBS. And then right after the Amateur Hour, I think was Ed Sullivan. I thought it was Walt Disney. No, that was NBC. Walt Disney was an NBC show, The well, Wonderful I mean, World I, of Color. Okay. okay. But at the, Ed Sullivan was on CBS on Sunday night. And we were talking the other day in the car. You couldn't do a show like Ed Sullivan today. No. I I just I don't think, think I, I, I think that the, those damn younger people <laughs> would find it corny. I think us older people would find it corny too, frankly. I don't know. I, I mean, where else could you see the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Dave Clark Five, Robert Merrill singing opera, a guy spinning plates on sticks, <laughs> Topo Gigio. Remember the, the, the little, little Italian mouse? Kiss me goodnight. No, and the, well, that Topo was Topo Gigi- Gigio, no. the little mouse. Mouse, yeah. Yeah. And Senor Huences. Right. The ventriloquist who used to do the thing with his hand. He would paint, paint a face, his hand, um, a face. And he'd move his thumb up and down like this. And it would be, easy for you, difficult for me. And he had the head right. in a box. And, he, and he'd be like, it's all right. It's all right. And he, yeah, right, remember right. That? that was Senor Wences. And he would do stuff like he would puff on a cigarette mm-hmm. while he was doing a voice. Yeah, yeah. Or he would drink, he would like drink a glass of water yeah. while he was doing a voice. Yeah. And, and, just to show you how good he was. Yeah, and he spun 
Plates. Plates, too. <laughs> which I didn't know. That came up on Jeopardy the other night. Yes. They asked about who, who was the ventriloquist who spun plates. And they said, Senor Wences. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, he did not. <laughs> and I was so cocksure that. Right. He, and I looked it up and it's sure enough. He it's sure enough. was part of the act. He'd spin plates. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. while, while the puppets were talking, I think is what it was. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was certainly a fun show to watch. It was a show that I think virtually everybody watched at some point in their life, on or off, you know, uh, the TV. But as far as it working today, I'm not so sure. I think What does work are the, the talent shows. Yes. If you look at the, the amateur hour, mm-hmm. it kind of is, is the grandfather of what, you remember Ed McMahon? Back in the 80s, had Star Star Search, Search, and now we've got America's Got Talent, and your sister's got talent, Uh, your uncle's got American Idol, and, you know, all all of these copycat shows. But I think a lot of that started going way back with the amateur hour. I think so. And wasn't there also one on radio way before that? Yes. Major Bowes. Okay, yeah. Major Bowes, and then when it went to television, I think Major Bowes even did it on TV for a while. And then I, just I, remember I, th- Ted I think Mack. he died yeah. or something and, and Ted Mack took it over because he used to, Ted Mack used to open the show the same way that Major Bose did, mm-hmm. spinning the wheel of fortune. Yeah. Around and around and around she goes, where she stops, no one knows. And and the, the difference though between like the amateur hour and the things today is I don't, the amateur hour, they were not competing for a prize. I and nobody recall. became a superstar, and nobody I don't became think. A su- no, I don't think so. Well, I maybe should, Teresa Brewer. I was was little say, Teresa Brewer on the Amateur Hour? And I'm, I'm not sure. Wasn't Leslie Uggams? Didn't she get her start on the Amateur Hour, too? I don't know. I, Where's I Joe think, Caroselli? Joe Caroselli <laughs> is, uh, is our super fan, and he's the expert on all of this stuff. But I, I think, um, you know, I think there were some isolated yeah. hit people that, that became, you know, stars out of it. But I, I don't think it was like the the launching of too many careers. Do you remember uh, Star Search with Ed McMahon and Sam Harris? Yes. Was one of the big. Yes. Whatever happened to Sam Harris? Af- after Star Search, I-, I think he probably did Vegas or something. Yeah, and, I think so. And then. But he, of, he didn't really turn into a, a big star. And I would have thought he would have because he, he outlasted everybody on there for so long. Yeah. And his style of, of singing with the, uh, like the exaggerated uh, motions and things like that has become the norm. Now. Prolonged high notes and yeah, yeah, and has become the norm now. Yeah. And and you know trying to put trills in and do things with your voice that you he know, would do the to, key change up to the a higher key, just, and the just, audience would go crazy right, and just, just to impress everybody with what your range was and what your what you could do. Um, on him, it worked. But now it's become like the norm, and it's kind of like I wish somebody would just sing the song straight, yeah, you know, <laughs> without all that histrionics in the voice. But that's me. After Ed Sullivan, at nine o'clock, the TV dial in the Toriello House went to channel four mm-hmm. for Bonanza. Okay. And my mother used to remember Hoss, yeah, played by Dan Dan Blocker. Mm-hmm. I think my mother used to call him Horse. Yeah, she thought his nickname was Horse. 
And of course, my mother and her best Brooklynese, a horse, horse. I, I like that horse. He's funny. And then later in the evening, I'm pretty sure it was What's My Line? Mm-hmm. With who was the host of What's My Line? Oh, gosh. I can't. I, John I, Daly. Okay. John Charles Patrick Daly, because Bennett Cerf would introduce him mm-hmm. always. And he would tell some amusing little anecdote and then say, now here he is, John Charles Patrick Daly. And when What's My Line went off, that's when I had to go to bed. But it was fairly late in the evening. I say, you had a late bedtime. Yeah. Yeah, I did. We didn't. Um, and I, uh, we, would, we were always at my grandmother's on Sunday afternoon and early evening. We would watch, we would eat dinner. We would watch Ted Mack's Amateur Hour while the grown-ups were tidying up and all. And then we would leave. And we only lived like maybe less than 10 minutes away in the car ride. And so we would, you know, rush home and we would watch. I think we went to... Walt Disney at that point. I don't think, I, I really don't think it was back to back with Ed Sullivan. But I, and then I remember Ed Sullivan was a little bit later. And then after Ed Sullivan, we went to bed. I remember Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, we would always go to my relative's house, to my, my aunt and uncle's house. And Saturday night was Chiller Theater on Channel 11. And Chiller Theater, you can find this on the internet. The opening for Chiller Theater, I thought, was one of the scariest montages ever. Mm. Where they took clips from all of these B-rated horror movies. It starts with, uh, uh, well, you would call her Vampira. That was the, the name of the character she played on TV. The original vamp- Vampira back in the 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. And it starts with her in a scene from the movie Plan 9 from Outer Space. And they edit in several different movies. Like the Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, is, there's a clip in there from it. And they had this frightening music, which they took out of a production library. This, the music is called Horror Upon Horror. And they put together this opening montage and every Saturday night at 7.30, Chiller would come on, or Chili, as my uncle used to go, it's time for Chili. That montage would come on, scare the hell out of me. But I loved it. You loved it was it. the kind of thing that you love to be scared, you know? Well, maybe you did. <laughs> and, and so Chiller Theater, and then they would watch Joe Pine. Mm. Joe Pine was on, was on Channel 5. And Joe Pine had a, a TV talk show, and he was one of these in-your-face, big burly guy, mm-hmm. and, and he would get into fights with the guests, and he would tell people, go take a walk, go take a walk, and you'd get thrown off the show, yeah. you know, and the audience would cheer yeah, and applaud. Yeah, it's kind of and, like the, the beginning of Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then that show was followed by another guy, Alan Burke. Who we saw on our honeymoon. We saw on our honeymoon. Uh, Alan Burke was doing uh, a TV show down in Miami when we were married in 1976. And we actually went down for two tapings of the Alan Burke show. And he gave you a rose. Yes, he did. From the the Bud vase on on his set. And again, Alan Burke was very nasty very confrontational 
on on the show off camera sweetest guy very nice guy very polite very very, nice, very pul- yeah. cultured uh you know not 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 the you know rough and tough nasty guy you know and just, he would even tell some of the guests i'm gonna do that i'm gonna say this to you i'm gonna throw you out don't yeah don't take it personally. don't take it personally <laughs> it's the show right right and and so we were treated to like two tapings of mm-hmm. the uh, of the alan burke show and that would be saturday night yeah, like we, I guess if we really didn't get together to watch TV. Yeah. And when I was, uh, I would say maybe 10 years old or so, my parents got my sister and I a little black and white TV for our bedroom. And we thought it was like hot stuff. We never thought we'd ever have that. And once that happened, Patty and I would go up and watch what we felt like watching. And we didn't watch what everybody else was watching necessarily. And the only things I can remember, like, I, I remember more of my father watching different things. He loved the Honeymooners. As do I. As I don't. <laughs> well, he, your contention is that Jackie Gleason was the an first, abusive an, an abusive <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's funny. I think he's loud yeah. and abusive. And, uh, you know. Now, look. <laughs> Let's not start canceling Ralph Crampton, okay? <laughs> That'll be the next thing that you hear. They have canceled. They have canceled Ralph Cramden. All of the reruns of the Honeymooners are being taken off the airwaves because feminist groups find Ralph Cramden abusive. It's don't even don't even start. <laughs> well, it would make room for some good shows. Don't even start. That was a good show. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, not not loving it. Um, the I one the honeymoon. The one that I did like that my father liked was Red Skelton. I appreciated Red Skelton's talent, mm-hmm. but I never got into the show. Uh, I I used to like that with all the different vignettes and the characters that he played. He used to do all. the hobo. The hobo. He did uh, the the uh, talk about the two se- Gertrude and Heathcliff, the two seagulls, the two yeah. talking seagulls. Um, I don't rem- I, I don't remember. Uh, he had like a whole s- bunch of characters. I remember the hobo character that he played would would break your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I, I enjoyed. That was something that my my father watched that we would watch. Yeah, I saw sometimes. it once in a while, but it well, wasn't like every week. It was I was gonna on say, well, it wasn't every week with us either. But like, if he was watching it, yeah. he'd be like, "Oh, come here, look at this one," you know, and we we'd watch it. Um, I don't know. I, I, a little bit later, I can remember watching Laugh In on Monday nights. Um, Laugh In was very helpful to me because when Laugh In first came on. That was right around the time that my mom was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and the prognosis was not, was not good, not good. And that show really helped me get through a lot of, of the stress of, of dealing with that as a, I guess at the time I was maybe 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, laugh, laugh will always hold a, a special place in my heart, but I I've seen it now in reruns right. and looking back at it, I'm like, what was funny about this? You know, I, it, it kind of lost some shows you can watch and the shows are 40 years old. Right. And, you and they're still, still laugh. funny, like the honeymooners. <laughs> uh, and then there's other shows that they were funny then, mm-hmm. but time kind of moved on. Yeah. 
Now, one one like that that I used to religiously watch and I loved was the monkeys. And when they when one of the channels was playing the reruns, I was like, oh. I watched it and I was like, no. This is really stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized that an awful lot of it were like actually kind of revamping the Marx Brothers, a lot of what they did. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of the Marx Brothers. Why did I like the monkeys so much? Maybe because Davy Jones was just cute. Did you hear what she just said? <laughs> she wasn't a fan of the Marx Brothers. Oh, that was kind of before my time. This is sac- it was before my time too, but why I know, do but I love them? Because you're, you like that old shit. <laughs> yes. The church lady said shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's sacrilege. Not like, I'll bet you didn't like the Three Stooges either. Here it comes. No way. There you go. But I love the, but the, I would take the Marx Brothers over the Three but Stooges. I think the Stooges is a guy thing. I don't know too many women, yeah. who dig the Stooges. Guys love the Stooges. Guys love it, and I mean, and I had an extra reason why I didn't like them because my nickname is Mo. Yeah, and the kids used to taunt me and bedevil hey, me. Hey Mo, hey, where's Larry where's and Larry? Curly? Yeah. You know, I, I was like, for years I didn't let anybody call me Mo. Yeah, now I do because now I, I find it endearing and i like if, if if i like you and you know me well you can call me mo and that's like like uh when she lets thing. you call her mo you have been you I've are been, in the circle in of, of trust, trust. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so i mean that that was another one uh i dream of genie i saw it was but, popular mm-hmm. especially my, with my dad and this oh. was the second time that I dream of G because I don't re- I know I didn't watch it as a kid. Mm-hmm. As a teen, I watched it with my dad because again, this this was a very stressful time for for my right. dad and I, and we would watch I Dream of Jeannie, and my father would laugh and laugh out loud. Yeah, especially when like Doctor Bellows would be all confused yeah. and you know and, and my father would laugh out loud and i i kind of liked barbara eden too well who didn't who did <laughs> well i, I mean, didn't she was she was stunning but um yeah i mean like uh, stuff like that again i remember watching i don't remember watching it as a family necessarily but i did uh, dream of genie bewitched was another one that we watched i wasn't big on bewitched well how did we wind up together how about the adams family <laughs> Yeah, we watched that and the monsters. See, either, the way I see this in in Pete, in Pete world <laughs> is either you love the Adams family or you love the monsters. You can't like both. I not in my book. You can't. <laughs> Maybe there are people who do, but I thought the Adams family was so superior. It was. It definitely was. But and again, who wasn't in love with Morticia? Well, <laughs> Carol, didn't do much Carolyn for me. Jones was so beautiful. <laughs> she didn't do much for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was just st- stunning, stunning yeah. beauty. It's a shame they didn't shoot that in color because she had beautiful aquamarine eyes. And green skin. <laughs> <laughs> if the kids were messing with the television, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, did, what, oh, no. Well, she had white, very she white. She had very pale skin. Uh, in, the, in the show. family. Yeah, but she but, had gorgeous uh, eyes. But the monsters, they had, well, Herman had green skin, as I yeah. recall. They shot that in black and white, too. Right, but like 
I saw pictures of it, you know, colorized pictures and stuff that they did. And he was green. Because, <laughs> like, uh, among, among guys, it would be Morticia or Lily. And it's like, yeah. oh, come on, Morticia, Tisha, hands yeah. down. Or Jeannie or Samantha from Bewitched. Yeah. And oh, oh Jeannie. Jeannie, hands down. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that I could get. <laughs> but I, I, I can't really think of too many other things that were like... Gunsmoke, you said. Well, I would watch that if, I was, if my grandmother was, was babysitting us. Yeah. We would watch Gunsmoke up there, and I enjoyed watching it with her. I would never watch it at home. How about Bat Masterson? But again, that was another one that she would watch. Like she liked the westerns for some reason, and and you know, we would watch it. But we, she wasn't. We didn't watch Bonanza. I like I like Bat Masterson. Mm-hmm. I like Gene Barry. He was very dapper with the cane and everything. The cane, and, yeah, and the, they used to watch that a lot in my house. Mm-hmm. That have gun will travel. I don't know if I saw that or not. The, will the, Will Paladin? I mean the title. Rings a bell, you know, but I, I don't really remember much about the show. Yeah. They used to, my, my folks used to like the Westerns. Mm-hmm. I think my dad, especially. I remember Cheyenne was one of the Westerns. Mm-hmm. Sugarfoot. No. Nope. Um, I, I remember another thing that I remember, like, if I was home from school or uh, sick or whatever, the morning shows that they, they used to have, um, Love That Bob, uh, and those, I think, might even have been they were reruns old when we were kids. Yeah, My Little Margie. I love uh, My Little Margie. Um, Amos and Andy. That was uh, Gail Storm. Was Gail My Storm, Little Margie right. and what was his name? Henry Henry Farrell was. I don't know. Was her? I think she lived with her uncle or something. I don't know. But he played Vern Albright. Right. Right. But uh, you know, like we, there was like a cluster of those old shows that were being rerun early like in the morning yeah i remember and love that we were, bob with ann b davis yes was his secretary or something schultzy schultzy yeah so we you know we would watch those but again that was not something that we watched every week it was you know if if we were home from school maybe we would get to watch them because they were on you know during the time you would ordinarily be in school yeah we could probably do a whole separate show on like the kid shows Mm. That we grew up with because there was a ton of those. Yeah, but let's leave that. We'll for do that time. for a future show. And it's time now for our Sonic Boomers trivia question. And I'm ready to go. Are you set there, kid? Sure. Okay, hit me. Hit you? <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Okay. Um, let's see. This one, I, th- I think you'll know. Okay. What Walter Cronkite? hosted series reenacted historical events as if they were being televised today. I know this. I figured you would. I know this. I knew it, so I figured you would. If I get this wrong, I will stand on my head and spit nickels. Oh, please get it wrong. Please get it wrong. (laughs) You are there. Yes. All things are as they were, except Except you are are there. there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let me see. Okay, you. Yeah, you may get this. You may get this. What rock group's oldest member was Bill Wyman? What rock group's oldest member was Bill Wyman? Your time begins now. <laughs> I love saying that. 
I feel like I'm a game show host. I I don't know. I'm not good with bam, names. Rolling Stones? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Rolling Stones. He was older than Mick Jagger? Yeah. I think there's dirt that's older <laughs> than Mick Jagger. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was Bill Wyman. Okay. I you know, I I'm very bad with with like individual members of groups names. Yeah. Unless you're better with the song titles. The song titles, yeah. But if if you know, I didn't pay first of all, I didn't really pay that much attention to the groups and even less attention to each individual unless there was one that really stood out. Yeah, like Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Herman. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sonic Boomers podcast. We invite you to write to us at sonicboomers at protonmail.com with your comments and suggestions for future shows. So join us again next time. Until then, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Now go make some noise.